the iconic civil rights song, We Shall Overcome, has seven short but powerful verses, and there's several variations, but the first is, We Shall Overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe that we shall overcome someday. These lyrics are derived from a gospel song, I'll Overcome Someday, written about 1900 by Charles Tinley. It also includes the opening and the closing melody from the also 19th century spiritual No More Auction Block for Me. That wasn't a metaphorical lyric. The spiritual No More Auction Block for Me was written before the Civil War when people were still bought and sold in this country. No more auction block for me is included in that civil rights song, We Shall Overcome. These songs include visions of, of, of liberation, of justice, of a new life, of a new creation, of a new world that reflects our values as beloved of God. And this kind of vision, this kind of dream is the heart and soul of Christianity. In our reading today from Genesis, we hear about Jacob's vision and the dream of a ladder, dream of a closer connection with God. Jacob has this dream of connection, actually, when he is on the run from his brother, and sleeping out in the open, using a rock for his pillow, laying his head on a rock. Jacob had low bid for some food, had low bid his brother Esau out of his birthright, and he had tricked his aging father into giving him a blessing not meant for him but meant for his older brother. He was on the run because of his success in not being his best self. And even then, even then, God came to him in a dream, a dream of a ladder that connected earth and heaven so close, so connected, that angels ascended but they didn't just ascend. It wasn't just one direction up to heaven. They came back down. They went ascending and descending, echoing through the generations. That image of angels ascending and descending echoed throughout the generations until Mary's son, a carpenter's son, named Jesus, taught his friends to pray Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Which then gets repeated and echoed in the laments and spirituals of generations to come. 
we shall overcome no more auction block. Second verse of we shall overcome, we'll walk hand in hand, repeating itself again. We'll walk hand in hand. We will walk hand in hand. For deep in my heart, I do believe that we'll walk hand in hand someday. I had a dream, an actual dream of connection recently myself. We were, and by we I mean a big crowd of people. We were at a huge solid wooden table and we were all sitting next to one another close, laughing, talking, eating, sharing. Things we can't do now, of course. In this dream, we were celebrating being together. I recognized a bunch of you from Trinity, especially two people. Some of you might know these two people, Dorothy Church and Shelby Bradley. Now, Dorothy is our most petite and uh, uh, the person with the most longevity at Trinity. And in this dream, she was in sparkling fancy jewelry, and seemed to uh, dominate the conversation at her area of the table. Shelby Bradley, who's on the vestry and still loves right one, had long braids, as she sometimes does, but she also had purple flowing robes on, and I wondered, has she become a bishop? (laughs) And I would not be surprised. It was a dream of getting back together and safety and in a Eucharistic table. It was a big table dream with old friends and unknowns. I could not distinguish all the faces, as I've already said. And I wondered, was that Representative John Lewis over there, looking like he's organizing something? Another verse, we shall all be free. We shall all be free. We shall all be free someday. Maya Angelou wrote a poem that, I'm not sure who it was for, who inspired it, but it, it seems like it could have been written for Representative John Lewis, who passed away this week another icon of the civil rights movement for his commitment. The poem is called When Great Trees Fall, and it goes like this. When great trees fall, rocks on distant hills shudder, lions hunker down in tall grasses, and even elephants lumber after safety. When great trees fall in forests, Small things recoil into silence, their senses eroded beyond fear. When great souls die, the air around us becomes light, rare, stale, sterile. We breathe briefly. Our eyes briefly see with hurtful clarity. Our memory suddenly sharpened, examines, gnaws on kind words unsaid on promised walks never taken. 
Great souls die and our reality, bound to them, takes leave of us. Our souls, dependent upon their nurture, now shrink, wizened. Our minds, formed and informed by their radiance, fall away. We are not so much maddened as reduced to the unutterable ignorance of dark, cold caves. And when great souls die, after a period, peace blooms, slowly and always irregularly. Space fills with a kind of soothing electric vibration. Our senses restored, never to be the same, whisper to us, they existed, they existed. We can be, be and be better, for they existed. Representative John Lewis was a founding member of the Student Nonviolent um, Coordinating Committee, a freedom rider, and helped organize the famous march across that bridge for voting rights in which his skull was crushed by repression. On the 50th anniversary of that march, he went to visit the place where Martin Luther, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. died, was killed, and he repeated the words that Dr. King had said the night before he was killed. He said, I have seen the promised land I may not get there with you, but as a people, we will get there. He never gave up. He was being encouraging for the next generation. Remember, he was calling out injustice till the end, saying to the current administration, I know racism when I see it. Remember that at 79 or 80, he let us sit in in Congress for common sense gun laws. A spirit that strong, a vision that just, a faith that big, for he was Christian. His dream of a better future, of more heaven on earth, lives on. We are not alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. Deep in my heart, I do believe that we will overcome one day. Finally, to the gospel text, the parable of the weeds and the wheat. There is a meme that went around that read, even COVID-19 can't make me clean my closets. But of course, many of us have or are cleaning things out. Drawers, closets, whatever. It's a tedious process to go through junk drawers and paper piles, old bills, articles we've clipped, brochures from places we've visited, kids' art, and notes from people. 
I've been doing it all this week while I listen to the news. And the question arises what to keep and what to let go of. How many Mother's Day cards should I keep with all those little notes? How many Christmas cards from people long gone? How about those cute family photo cards, not yours, but other people's? How many copies of that article about Trinity? Do I really need that award for reading from kindergarten? But what if I throw it away and I regret it later? What if I regret it someday? What is treasure and what is trash in this instance? And what if what I think is treasure now wasn't worth keeping, and what I think is trash, I regret throwing away. What are the weeds, and what is the wheat of our memories, and what the life that has made us? What do we keep, and what do we throw out? What's time has passed now? Weed and wheat are part of this parable from our gospel today, which mean they are part of the reign of God. Everything after the kingdom of God is, is included in the kingdom. It's all there. There is a sorting of our lives that needs to be done and will be done with mercy in mind for others, for each other, and for ourselves. When we are judging, we must remember that we all have shadow sides and that we all can be transformed by the grace and mercy of God. This gospel reminds me to be very careful about devaluing others in my judgment, no matter how tempting. Remember, weeds get burned and the gospel ends with the wheat shining in the sun, but, but, but what happens to the wheat? Wheat's fate before that is not that much more illustrious than the weed. Wheat gets ground up, it gets baked, it gets eaten, it gets digested, or it rots. My point is that mutual redemption surely is a nobler goal than the destruction of the other. Do not become what you disdain or oppose. Remember, the whole wide world around shall overcome. The whole wide world around, the whole wide world around, Deep in my heart, I do believe that we shall overcome someday. In Romans, Paul says that the whole creation is groaning in labor pains, and it brings up the question, what comes next? I read a quote attributed to Sonia Renee Taylor, which summed it up well. We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. 
Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. We shall overcome someday. Amen.